Welcome to Real 45 with Stefan and Greg Hancock. We vibe out and have real talk, so tune in and check this out. Yeah, today is a new day. Let's season now and get hype. We talking about our careers, our family, and just life. Yeah, share my story with you. Inspiration like every day. Real 45, we gon' keep it live. I keep episodes on replay. Hey, Real 45. Yeah, Real 45. Show them how we do it, man. Yeah. Welcome to the uh, Real 45 podcast. We're glad to have everybody back here. This is episode number 20. I like it when we call it episodes because it's an episode. Yeah. And uh, we do want to be different, right, Stefan? Right. Right. <laughs> anyway, I'm Greg Hancock. Stefan Janelle's here with me, as always, sitting on the other side of the water there in uh, sunny Sweden. Yeah. I'm over here in, I'm over here in the cold, wintry uh, Southern California. It's rough. It's really rough. <laughs> Must be. <laughs> <laughs> it is. But we want to start off by saying thank you to our uh, to our buddies and, and partners at Titans of Dirt. They've, uh, as we keep re- reminding everybody, they, they've been awesome. They've been helping us to, to really promote and share the podcast. And uh, we're grateful for that. So follow them on Facebook, social media, Titans of Dirt, and uh, check out what they got coming in the future. It's going to be pretty cool. So uh, we're excited. We're waiting for for our our own things that they're going to send over to us because we're going to be good representatives for them they're going to send some cool stuff so. yeah what even what have you been doing over there stefan i've been uh, sunbathing in the snow <laughs> really is, yeah. that what, is that is that what you guys do in the winter you lay out in the snow and yeah just shorts and having a cool time <laughs> <laughs> a cool, nude <laughs> do you do it nude you could do it nude but you know the snow angels will be a bit different then really cool you'd have more features it would be a little more detailed right oh yeah i could <laughs> right on <laughs> uh, well it, it's, it's been a good week so i'm glad you guys got snow that means that you can do your snow angels however you do them and uh, we normally do those in the sand over here <clears throat> that's more comfortable it, it, it yeah in one way but it also the sand is kind of like abrasive you know you know like sandpaper so oh, yeah so you, know, you don't want to do the snow angels really fast otherwise you end up with you know <laughs> rashes and stuff it's not pretty it ain't pretty so, it's not pretty no no so. it's a new day it's a new week the season's coming closer for us the motor the speedway season the weather's changing I don't know how much the weather's changing for you, but we won't go into that because I don't. You always get mad at me when I tell you how cold it is here and stuff. So that's true. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to hear that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we we have another uh, pretty sweet guest sitting with us in our in our studio, our rad studios that we have, and he's the future of American Speedway, one of the best, if not the best youngsters we have on the block here in California these days or in the USA. Uh, I rate this guy very highly as I do all our young Americans. And sadly, this dude hasn't uh, been given the the ultimate chance to, to make the, the trip to Europe just yet, but the time's coming. And uh, we're happy to have him on the show, our young American, Luke Becker. Welcome to the Real 45 Podcast. Thanks for having me. I'm stoked to be a part of the show. That's cool. What do you think of our episode thing? Do you, would you call it an episode or would you call it a show? Huh? Could I say both? I think the episode, episode is kind of 
kind of cool way to go for it. That's cool. That's all we wanted to hear. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. So uh, I'm I'm jazzed because Luke, uh, we asked him to do the the podcast with us at some stage. We've been talking about it for a few weeks, mm-hmm. and uh, Luke made a, a recent trip down here to Southern California to do some practicing, and uh, he and I have been out doing a little work together on the track and uh, trying to, I'm trying to offer a little bit of help and advice to, to what he's got going on. And I'm stoked because he, he's so open to that advice. He's asked a lot of questions and, and told me what he would like to have some help with, which is, was, is pretty impressive. So I'm stoked that he asked me that he believes that I can give him a hand and I'm trying to do exactly that. So he made the six and a half hour trek down from, from Northern California on his own, left yesterday morning and, and uh, I drove down and we went straight out and did some riding out at the Paris flat track and ripped up a few hours there. We even ended up getting the lights turned on for us in the evening because uh, it, it, uh, it ended up being a, a long afternoon. I think we mm-hmm. originally started riding around two o'clock ish and didn't leave there until about six thirty. So it was, uh, it was a good solid day and, and we're stoked that, uh, that they opened the doors for us and uh, let us come out there and, and ride. So it was so now here we are doing a podcast and we got lots of questions we're trying to make luke nervous but you can't make this guy's nervous (laughs) no it's like chris holder in that way he's got nerves of steel (laughs) (laughs) that sounds good yeah super cool so uh, let's see if we put it like this um for luke you know uh you've had a pretty interesting last year if we go, we'll start there because it's uh, right now it's the talk of the town with trying to get, we want to get more Americans going to Europe. Mm-hmm. You're one of our key guys. You've had a pretty impressive run in the World Cup the last two years coming, you know, he's only 19. 19. Maybe we should let him. Ha- tell us a little bit about you first. I'm going to back. I always do this. I try to steal the show and then I got to go back and ask him. I, oh, yeah. Tell us about you. You're you're 19. Yeah, I'm 19. I'm currently racing speedway having lots of fun doing what i'm doing and trying to pursue a goal and get overseas and make a living off of it and having greg here mentoring me and guide me along the way and basically he's he's been there he's done that without everything so to any advice from him and it's just awesome and just so grateful to have this have this happening and be blessed with this opportunity so yeah i'm I'm looking forward to this next year. It's going to be a big year and uh, probably a big, big year to pave the way for the future. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. That's cool. So you're you're born and raised in the, the area where you are now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was. Uh, we're we're based out of more of the Bay Area, and I, I my home track's up in Auburn, which is about two hours north from where I'm at right now. So we travel about two hours up north to race every Friday and. But then it also saves about two hours on the trip when we come down to SoCal and LA to race. So it it, it helps us out a little bit. But yeah, I know it's, it's been a it's been a good been a good start and for sure everything's been going great. To put that into perspective, so you're he lives in Northern California compared to our Southern California, of course. But the area is called Brentwood, right? Where yeah, you're, Brentwood. Where you're from Brentwood. Mm-hmm. So in relation to Oakland, whereabouts are are you close to Oakland or is it? Far would it be north or south or east or west of Oakland? Really, um, we're about probably about forty-five minutes out from Oakland with, without any traffic. So, gotcha. So then you guys got to cross the bay, yeah. and then mm-hmm. then you go on to up towards uh, Auburn and those places. Like yeah, mm-hmm. 
And then you also have big time speedway too, which is pretty close, right? Yeah. Yeah. I know that's about hour 45, a little bit, a little bit short of a drive for us, but reasonably about the same, about the same distance. So that's cool. He's got two, two pretty well-known and uh, well-established speedway tracks uh, up there for him. So he can race, you know, two nights a week, Mm -hmm. more or less. Yeah. And then he makes the trip. You make the trip down to Southern California too, huh? Yeah. I try to, I try to make those trips as much as possible and get, get as much track time as I possibly can get. So that's cool. Yeah. I love, I love making the trips down here and getting, getting as much seat time and experience as possible. You have any brothers or sisters? No, I'm an only child. I'm, I'm kind of happy about it too. Yeah. (laughs) Main main focus is on me. That's, pretty cool if you ask me that's right (laughs) that's good just take it all right yeah oh yeah be greedy (laughs) that's cool so why why are you going down to so-called to to race is it more is it another another track or is it for the for the people or i mean it's just uh get get on the bike as much as possible and get get as much seat time and which basically is the key to practice and getting better. So yeah, I try to make as many races as I can possibly make and, and get on the track as, as much. So cool. did you growing up, did you, did you do any other sports, any school sports or was there anything else you thought you might do or you were really into as a, as a toddler or a, you know, a, um, I grew I mean I grew up riding dirt bikes since I was about I think I got my first dirt bike when I was about three years old and right. been been riding riding with my dad when I was about two. I remember taking off. We lived in Patterson growing up for about seven years before moving to Brentwood. And we're right next that's right off Highway Five, so we're right next to all the mountains and everything. And oh, cool. he he'd take off we'd take off on I'd take off on the front of his four fifty and and it, my mom wouldn't be too happy about it. And I come and I come back uh, asleep on the front of the thing. So, <laughs> so it's was, it was a good time. I've always been raised around the bikes and did, did lots of moto growing up. And then in uh, middle school, I gotten did a little bit of basketball. Uh, I wrestled for about three years and had really fun doing that. And yeah, that, that was all good. But started racing speedway. I think it was can't really remember exactly what age i think it was about sixth grade or so and right when i got on speedway bike i kind of had the itch for that and didn't really want to do anything else kind of knew that was going to be my focus right right from the start and his dad raced speedway too so i raced against him various times and uh know the the family name the becker name kind of goes back in the sport uh anyway so Mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's no surprise that that he got into to this drifting lifestyle that we've that we're all into. <laughs> so that's pretty cool, like that. Are there any nieces or nephews or cousins or anything other family involved that's close to you that's done speedway? Do you have any uncle? Do you have any no, uncle actually, any? I mean my my uncle, my dad's brother. He he raced uh, with my dad growing up. Mm-hmm. Their father got him. My Papa John. He he got them involved in that. So they they raced growing up and uh then my dad ended up having me when he was super young and actually ended up retiring from the sort for about like nine years or so when I was born just to raise me and put all his focus on me and then when I was about yeah I believe sixth grade or so or I think it was actually fifth grade or fourth grade when he came back riding and 
he got back on the bike racing Auburn every Friday nights and me going up and watching him do that. And then I ended up, I ended up getting on a bike and I think he raced for about a season or so with me racing and he kind of realized that it was kind of hard to do, do both of us in pit for both of us and kind of make it all happen. So he kind of stopped riding just to put his main focus on me. Wow. Yeah, Yeah. no, I'm pretty fortunate and couldn't, couldn't have done it without him. (laughs) No, for sure. Did you start, um, so what kind of bike was your first speeder bike if we look back at that it's been neat fun because we've had we've listened to chris holder tell us stories about his stuff we've we've heard the davidson brothers or, or jonas davidson has told me stories about what he did and then we had obviously ricky and max and and mm-hmm. dylan on the show too and they've told us how they got started in their kind of bike so did you what kind of bike did you start on actually i started on one of those uh shupa one 150s and mm-hmm. got hooked up through uh, bill warnock and actually this is a funny story we my dad was going to we're going to Auburn has like a practice at the beginning of the season, about like two or three of them every year. And my dad was where he was going to the practice and he's telling me to bring your gear bag and maybe, maybe someone will let you ride a bike. I was like, eh, I don't know about that. I don't, I don't, I don't really see that happening. <laughs> we ended up going out there and he's real uh, good friends with Bob Hicks and, and, and uh, those people and ended up, they, they saw that I had my gear bag and everything and he ended up, saying well come out to the next practice and i'm gonna talk to bill warnock in the meantime see if maybe you can uh get some practice in on one of the colton's other bikes and end up going out and doing some laps already getting sideways i think it was my second time out and having a blast and uh he actually said you would talk to bill warnock and uh see if i can maybe ride the ride the bike for the next following season so i was super stoked on that and ended up getting an opportunity to ride one of those Shupas 150s for for that year and uh he ended up I think I was only on 150s for one season and then I hopped up to 250s the following year and he helped me out on 250s for about two seasons or so how old were you when you jumped on the 250 then um, I believe roughly I can't really remember exactly I think don't you have to be 16 to isn't it 16? To, no, no, no. It's uh, 12 to hop on a 250. 12 of what is here, which is kind of cool because we're trying to, in Europe, they've, they've, the rule has been, keeps changing. And the world championship, you had to be first originally, it was 14. And now mm-hmm. I think they've moved it to 13. Yeah. And uh, in Sweden, you still, to ride the 250, I think you still have to be 14. I don't mm-hmm. think you're allowed to, but the world championship, you can race from 13. So how are you supposed to get the, the practice if, <laughs> if you're too young? I mean, if you're, 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 um, you can race the world championship when you're, when you're 13, but you're not allowed to actually practice on until you're 14. So <laughs> I can't, that's strange. That yeah, I worked it out yet. Anyway, that's cool. Here yeah, it feels, it was it a feels, cool story. I'm super uh, fortunate and huge shout out to Warnock, Bill Warnock and Bob Hicks for basically getting me started and getting me going. So that's, that's some cool stuff right there. And those are, those really are appreciated. Cool, that Bill Warnock and uh, of course Bob too, but Bill has, this guy has been supporting riders, numerous riders over the years. And the guy's just seems to, he's got such a love for the sport. He loves to help the kids mm-hmm. and just has a good time, but has produced some pretty darn good riders over the years. And here's another, here's another one that he's, he's been able to put his hands on and, and bring up. So yeah, I can agree. That's, that's, cool. a, that's a good shout out. Yeah. Yeah, that's some cool stuff. I I know I would have I would have ended up getting on a speedo bike sooner or later, but 
as of right then, it probably would have been another year or two before I actually got started. So he he got the ball rolling. Yeah, totally. But when you when you started, you started to practice for yourself on a on a track, don't you? Mm-hmm. Can you remember when you started to ride with other people? If you were scared, because if you look at the at the race, you're so close to each other. Yeah, and you have to uh, get the the control of the bike. I mean, yeah. I mean, I was a I was probably a little timid growing up, especially getting on a speedway bike with no brakes. But I grew up racing motocross. Well, not I did a little bit of racing motocross, just a lot of a lot of riding and a lot of trail riding and all, and all those sorts of things. So I was kind of already familiar with riding next to people and, and kind of trusting them and trusting yourself, but getting on a bike with no brakes, it was a, it's a little, it took them a little getting used to, but <laughs> no, it, it, it all came, it all came together. I, I, yeah. So I'd say I was a little scared at first, but it kind of, it kind of went away pretty quick. It's a good conversation starter too. Yeah. I, I race a bike with no brakes. Yeah. Oh, really? No brakes? What are you talking about? (laughs) I go sideways. That's my brakes. (laughs) But that must be the hard thing to to just trust the the other guys on the track because they want to win. So they just. Oh, yeah. No, it's definitely takes a lot of trust for your other riders and kind of already knowing what they're going to do in certain situations helps a lot, too. So, no, yeah, definitely, definitely have a lot of trust for all the other people out on the track you're with. It's pretty neat over here too. I mean, I guess other parts of the world they do the same, but the junior speedway program in, in the U.S. is is particularly impressive. And there's just kids out there riding from such a small age. They're little tiny dudes, and and Luke's he's a little guy too, like like I am. But they they just the dads just they put them on the track and they just turn them loose, you know. And the kids they just figure it out. It's pretty rad. And here I am. I've been on my kids, you know, as I know what it's like to hit the ground, and I'm always trying to like listen, if you just try to do like this and just try to do it like that, you can probably avoid crashing, but it's okay to crash. And then I go out, you know, sometimes with my brother and he's like, dude, just let him go. Just let him go. They'll be fine. I'm like, yeah, I know, but I don't want him to crash. I don't want him to hurt himself. He's like, dude, they'll figure it out. <laughs> and it's like, it's true though. Then they, you do, you figure mm-hmm. if, if you're in their head too much, I mean, I don't want, I try to steer them away from super dangerous things and just be aware of what you're what's coming and try to have a visual so you can avoid that but they they get on the track and they kind of get close and they might rub wheels and they might hit the deck once Mm -hmm. one or two or five times but yeah you figure it out just by by learning so uh you know maybe it's a question because i'm so old (laughs) you know (laughs) because when you're younger you don't you don't think like that if you're so old (laughs) what about me (laughs) yeah but you're getting at least me, it is more scared when I get older. No, it's true though, right? You, you tend to walk on eggshells a little bit more when you get to our, our. I, I can't put you in my my age, but when we yeah. when we get up in our more advanced years, mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you tend to walk a little bit more careful on things. You don't just jump off of stuff the same. I want right. to, but then yeah. I come in, I'm like, <laughs> suddenly, suddenly I found the brakes that I haven't had for so many years on my bike, and I'll just. <laughs> Just kind of casually climb down from that that wall instead of jumping down. Yeah. <laughs> no fear. Are you a are you a kind of a daredevil kind of a guy? Are you a guy who kind of just sees something and just bam go right for it? Are you one that kind of looks back and like uh, I'm not sure about that. I mean, yeah, definitely. If there's an opportunity, I'm gonna take it. So 
Yeah, I'd say I'd say I'd say I'm a daredevil. You're more of a yeah. You see, a, you see an opportunity, you go for it. Oh yeah, definitely, and that's that's kind of what it takes to, especially on a speedway track. You gotta you gotta make your way, and if you don't, then you're just gonna you're gonna be stuck behind. You gotta actually be aggressive to make passes and make make moves happen. So a lot has to happen mm-hmm. in under a minute, right? Oh yeah. So you don't have time to stop and think. <laughs> That's four, four, only four laps. It's pretty short. <laughs> yeah, over here. Yeah, you especially on our tracks. You know, I think a heat lasts probably less than forty seconds or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's in Europe on the big tracks, it's more like sixty seconds. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we think that's fast. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> but that's 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 pretty rad. You obviously growing up, your dad was a rider too. Do you feel like you're following in his footsteps in a way, or are you taking your own initiative and just going for it? I mean, yeah, definitely definitely coming up in juniors and all that definitely following in his footsteps I know he kind of he kind of got to a point where he once he had me kind of kind of I know his dreams were to be a speedo rider and and do the whole deal but having a kid that young and and all that kind of takes a toll and gotta that's the main focus at the hey, main priority at the time so you gotta have your priorities right too, yeah you know? nah. it's responsibility mm-hmm. so he, yeah. he did what he had to do and yeah that's he hasn't done a bad job no not at all <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but, but your your goal is that to to be a world champ or do you have a plan b are you studying or i mean i i got a plan b i'm i'm currently uh i just started working with my dad he's an electrician so i'm kind of like an apprentice sort of type deal with working with him right now and that's that's going good i've been working with him for about probably four four months or five months or so so i'm learning a lot of that learning that trade and i mean ultimate goal is be world champion that's that's what i plan on doing that's i'm trying to get over there and make a living race speedway but if anything if anything doesn't play out or get hurt or something along those lines i definitely have a little bit sort of a fallback plan knowing knowing kind of the basics of a trade and basically having yeah at least something (laughs) he and i were talking about this yesterday it's it seems like with a lot of the american guys and even the aussie guys the ones that have to leave home behind to go to europe to be where the best guys in the world are we have to find ways to to generate money to get going like everybody has to do it in europe too but we've got a little bit more okay i've got to go there i've only i gotta if i want to eat and I don't score any points. I don't make any money. I need to have some, I got to have something in my pocket, you know? So you, you go and you, you grab a job somewhere and, and learning this stuff. And I said to him too, you know, learning things. I did stuff in the automotive paint business. I did construction and, and, uh, various other things. And in the construction world, I learned about plumbing and electric electrical and all sorts of different things. So in one way it's rad because when you eventually be, have your own place where you become a homeowner and all these kind of things, it's nice to have a little bit of knowledge about all this stuff. So <laughs> when something breaks and you can't afford to call some dude to, yeah. to come and fix it, you just fix it yourself. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's like learning the trade by just doing it. You know, you don't have to read about it. You just, you didn't get the bachelor's degree or, but I can still build a house you know, sort of a thing. <laughs> it might not be, you know, to spec, but I could build it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I don't know. You should see the dog houses I built for my dogs. They're bad, man. They're oh, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Got lights and stuff. Yeah. They're waterproof. So, nah, anyway. Uh, it, looking through some of this thing, 
if we move forward, like you, you went from your junior speedway days, you jumped up to the 500s, which this is all fairly recent. You haven't been in the 500s too long. Did you win any junior speedway national championships? No, I didn't actually win any junior national championships. I won, I won a silver cup, a silver cup F and that's like a FIM deal. I won one of those, uh, won a, won a gumball. I think, I think just once actually on a one fifty. But the gumballs, the race. Oh yeah, yeah. No, was, you've heard about the gumballs, definitely. You know, I don't know about that now. <laughs> yeah, that's the one to win. Being a kid, that's that's the bragging rights. Screw the nationals, <laughs> man! It's gumballs forever. You <laughs> have one of those at home. Oh yeah, I know. I got. I still got it. All the gumballs are gone out of it, but it's still sitting on the dresser. You can See, there's a difference between he and I. I. I still have my gumball that I won too, but it's probably still full of gumballs. <laughs> That's how screwed up I am. I yeah. even saved the gumballs. <laughs> he was smart. He ate them. I get those things. I got the machine now. I can just top it up or something better. Uh, oh, no, so you have, so you, okay, not a national title. Uh, you got the gumball the silver cup we've learned a lot about the silver cup seems to be a pretty big deal now too so oh, these, yeah, definitely there's three big events at least for junior speedway these days yeah you have the, the gumball rally which is kind of the season opener right mm-hmm. everyone starts the year off they've been planning this all year long and as we talked about with the with max and the guys too mm-hmm. you've been planning this for a year and then you come that big day you know it's you, you go off the gumball rallies there and people come from all over the nation and travel from all over the place and all racing to win that darn gumball machine, you know? And then when the, when the weekend's over with, it's like everyone's had such a blast because it ends up being a two or a three day event, right? Mm-hmm. People camp out and whatever. And they all go away. And then, you know, a couple of months later or a month and a half later, the season starts. So then it kicks off and it's the build up to the, to the uh, silver cup. Is that the next event? And then yeah, I believe so. Mm-hmm. So it's three big events in junior speedway to win, which is huge. So there's a lot to go for, you know, if I didn't win the national this year, but I got the silver cup and the gumball or vice versa. And they all have high status. Oh, so, that's cool. Is it something I like in, in Europe for juniors? I don't You know, yeah, it will be similar because you have your, uh, Swedish championships or Danish championships or European championships, things like that. So you guys do still have these events, but I don't know what other kind of trophy events they have. They, they'll have like a Sef Mesterskop, like a championship uh-huh. in Sweden, other, other things that still have a lot of meaning that people want to do for sure. It's, it's similar, but you guys have much more team racing, even uh-huh. at the young age there, they do teams for, mm-hmm. for the ADCCs and, things like that. And it's, uh, not as many individual races, but there are still the open meetings and I'm still learning a lot about the European things now with Wilbur being involved too. It's, uh, it's been quite an education how it works. And I'm a big pusher for the four strokes, trying to, to get the four strokes more involved too. So uh, it's a little bit cheaper. And I think it's a, the ride on a four stroke is a little more similar to speedway than, than the two strokes, but, uh, that's just me, you know, I'm old school and I'm trying to make it new school too. <laughs> you should take the gumball with you to, to Europe. Right. We should do that. Huh? Yeah. What if we had that in Sweden though, we'd have to call it to gummy. Oh, to gummy machine. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, have you won a to gummy? <laughs> to gummy. That's the way to go. That's like chewing gum in Swedish. Yeah. Yeah. So that would be, uh, it would be fun to do that. An international gumball. 
Yeah. How rad. Hey, you got you might be onto something there. I'll have to talk to my hmm? And the winner in Sweden can go to to America and, and ride oh, the, the real gumbo. Cool. Look really at this. Cool. We man, we should be entrepreneurs. Yeah, we should do that. <laughs> we are entrepreneurs. <laughs> we'll get our my buddy Sake from from Varkos in Finland too. Oh. I've been working really close with, with uh, this guy from Finland. He's really pushing the the junior speedway scene in Finland out. They've got a couple of kids on 250s that are doing really good, but now they're they're he's showed a lot of interest in the four strokes and he's built some from he, this guy I, I talk about him in social media a little bit and maybe I've mentioned it to Stefan too, but he is so gung-ho and I got to meet him in the 250 championships last year in, in Prague with with Colton and Sebastian. This guy is so hardcore into junior speedway and really trying to help promote it in Finland and bring kids up and make Finland into more of a, you know, a recognized nation in the sport again. And he's doing a fantastic job. He's come, he, he traveled to Sweden to, to come in. He, he bought some frame kits from that I had left over from Wilbur's and came mm. and got those and built up some bikes. He sends me pictures and calls me for questions about certain things, but he's building bikes that are so darn cool, man. They are, and he's really into it, puts a lot out on, excuse me, social media and things like this. He wants to work together now to, to put on some races in Sweden and Finland, maybe bring a lot of riders from around Europe to Finland because it, it feels like Finland is so far away from everything to get anywhere. They have to travel so far to go to a race, you know? And um, I'm just impressed. This guy's he's, I keep talking about him and I think he's, he's an amazing individual and what he's doing for the kids is second to none. So, uh, Anyway, we'll come back to Sake for uh, maybe we'll have a round of the international gumball in, in Varkas in Finland one day too. <laughs> yeah, that would be cool. <laughs> Make it an international gumball series. <laughs> yeah. It'll be the gumball rally. The world, be back to the gumball rally, the, like the cars do, they go around the world. <laughs> oh, that would be cool. Yeah, it would be cool. Anyway, let's okay. go back to Luke Becker. We're getting yeah. off track here. Thanks, Luke. You took us off track. <laughs> <laughs> Looking... Um, the last last two years, you've you've found a place in the American team for the World Cup, uh, Log VM, Stefan, the World yep. Cup that we've had, and Luke has been the junior kind of guy right there pushing for a spot, but always got a place in the team. And these guys, when they come over from the U.S., they have to, you know, I mean, the goal is we want to get these guys to Europe. We want to get them to over there. We need more guys so we can be a more prominent dominant team and then we are and we're always there and we're 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 making small small progress all the time small steps but it's hard they come from tracks that are you know 150 meters or 100 less than 200 meters and then they go to tracks that are 350 to 400 meters overall it's a that's like doubling virtually doubling what they're riding and it's huge and this guy has been in two tours now for the world championship the world team championship and and uh, shown some pretty significant uh, results in both. They come over, they ride borrowed bike equipment and jump on these tracks they've never seen before and are expected to go out there and score points against, you know, some of the biggest names in Speedway. So it's like being thrown into a pack of wolves and fend for yourself. And it's, uh, you know, it's the same for everybody, but I I think it's particularly hard for, for the Americans and maybe some of the Aussies too, However, the Aussies are riding pretty big tracks already. Our guys are riding 
little bull ring. So it's it's a big step. And, uh, what is the biggest step? Is it the technique that is different from a small to a big track, or is it the, the speed? I'm gonna let Luke answer that because he's just, he's been doing it. I mean, you can, you could say both speed, the the long tracks, everything. It's just it's a whole different ball game. You're 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 taught kind of on these tracks over here. You're coming in the corner. You're just throwing to the lock sideways, and then you go over there, and that's completely the wrong way to ride a speedway bike on those tracks. So takes a lot of adjustment and getting used to but fortunately that's that's what i like i like the bigger tracks i tend to do a lot better on them too and i'm happy to be in that way than the other way around so no yeah i'm i'm all for the big tracks and it's definitely a whole different ball game from over here you like the speed and the the, mm -hmm. the width and the length and yeah it's just yeah. like it's more of a over here it's kind of i wouldn't say like whoever gets the gate wins the race but it over there on big tracks it makes it for a lot better racing it's more more of the faster guy is going to be the one who wins not the one who gets the start and just makes for a lot better racing i mean over here don't get me wrong we got really tight and it's it's exciting to watch but going at a high speed and on bigger tracks i think it's i think it's a lot more exciting That's cool. That's 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 the kind of thing we like to hear because these are the kind of guys that are just antsy and itching to to uh, take the plane ride across to Europe and and pursue the next step. You know, some oh, guys yeah, are happy to, to just to stay in this scene and do what they want to do. As we talked with Max and Dylan and Ricky yeah. last week, it was it's kind of interesting to hear so many different views and now to hear your view. And everybody wants to know why Americans? Why aren't there more Americans in Europe? Why don't they? Why are, why are we so limited these days? Back when I went over there, it was 10, 15, 20 guys, maybe not 20, but 10 to 15, 17 guys that were there at, at uh, one period. And then today, you're it's less than a handful. And you're lucky if you can get two on your hand, <laughs> you know. But um, as it is now, it's this is this is a good sign. Maybe the, the cycle is starting to come around again. And yeah. the Americans are, are coming finally. Maybe it's taken longer than we had hoped for. Australians have produced a lot of youngsters over the last years. There are so many young Australian guys that are doing so well and just they leave home at such a young age and just they just go and I'll find I'll find my way. I'll figure it out. And, you know, if they get the work permit is the biggest issue these days, as this guy knows, if they can't get a work permit to stay and work, then they're stuck. They got to leave. But some of the guys have, uh, you know, a grandparent or, or some sort of family that's been british in the past and they they awesome. can get a, a work permit a lot easier or they can get a british passport and they can live there and that's cool so it'd be awesome if luke had some sort of british <laughs> grandmothers <laughs> or ancestry of some kind <laughs> but, you have to um, get married yeah you can do that too mm -hmm. if you want to yeah it's just a convenience marriage that's all it is <laughs> or not have fun while you're doing it right yeah <laughs> you, you you were talking about the 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 guy to get the right the right gate wins but i i, yeah. I just watched a, a youtube video with you before we did this this thing and you i think you had a, the second gate and you were the last one in the in the start yeah and, I, and, and i was just showing greg that video that's <laughs> i want to hear i want to hear Stefan's view of this Yeah, it was really cool because then you get up, get almost first, and then you get on the back wheel and crash. <laughs> yeah. 
But the thing is that you came from from last to to first in like one lap, I think. It, yeah, was awesome. it doesn't always play out that way, but it, it happened to that race, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Everything was going to plan and suddenly it all it went all backwards. It all went up on one wheel. And it's hard to see what, what happened because it just going really fast and then just up and back quick and crash. This is gonna be cool because the Titans guys are having fun with this one. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we got some cool pictures. Perfect, perfect pictures from that crash. So that was a that was a good one. <laughs> he was saying that too. It's because when you punch it in and, and on YouTube or Google, and that's like one of the first videos that pops up that particular. It wasn't. And that was last year, right? Was it in, or was it the year before? I believe I believe it was the year before. I think it was two years ago. So, so. 16. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a cool video though. It's really cool. Yeah, it is. And you you don't have to get the right, the right gate. You just go yeah. for it. Yeah, you you make you make your own lines. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you look at that two years ago, those kind of things were happening. I mean, you're learning from your mistakes. Then you got into the World Cup and had a run with us. Then he's had his second World Cup about last year, which turned out to be uh, one of the most memorable races for American Speedway for a long time. His last heat of the series and the race off in Poland, Lesno. And uh, as heat, was it heat 20? It was heat 20. It was heat 20. This is episode 20. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> episode 20, heat 20. <laughs> it's the one that people are talking about still because he, he uh, came from the gate four, was it? Yep, gate four. And made the most spectacular first corner move and kind of crossed and went in between some of the best riders in the world and came out in front and won the heat convincingly, which just opened a whole new world for American Speedway and people haven't stopped talking about it. And they're like, see, we had, we can't do it. This is it. So Luke has become the inspiration. It was a fantastic heat. And literally it is still the talk of the town here that if you want to do it, you can do it. Look at Luke did it. So just got to believe in yourself. And this guy's, yeah, he's, he's turning up the volume and uh, we have a lot of guys. we got Brock Nickel. we got the, the Rumble brothers, um, I don't want to leave anybody out, you know, but there's, there's so many youngsters and you got, you know, kind of hopefully Curtis Hamill's going to continue on his track to come back up. And there's a big list of names that are, that are running the gauntlet right now. So, yeah. That's cool. It's, Luke, uh, how do you work with other youngsters that are younger than you to help them out? Um, I, I try to every, I try to do as much as I can. And I mean, I'm pretty busy during the races and everything, trying to focus on, myself and everything but whenever we get out to like a practice or any anything sort of that like that we I try to do as much as I can and give them much pointers and tips and just because I know when people like me when I was younger I know like Max he was like my idol growing up and just anybody telling you any little tips and advice when it, you have your dad or someone telling you but you're always like I don't know if he knows what he's talking about he, when other, when it comes from other people that you look up to, it just it means a lot more. So yeah, I try to I try to as much as I can, and I can I can also tell when I do that it it means a lot more to the kids. And no, it's a it's a good thing all around. So I try to do as much as possible. I think his status changed heavily after that heat twenty in the race off last year. That people yeah. look at him more like wow. So yeah, it's uh, it's definitely raising the raising the bar. That was a game changer. It was. It was good for all the right reasons. So, uh, that's but, cool. 
So the, the situation is now like he last year in the world champion, the national championship here in the U S he won the first round. And then it was the second round where you had your, your crash, right? Yeah. At Santa Maria in Santa Maria and, uh, ended up breaking your, my ankle, both sides, the, the ankle, the tib, tibula and fibula. So that, that put me out for about four weeks with the sec, the third round, the nationals being two weeks later. So I, course couldn't couldn't make it which kind of kind of was a big factor in the whole play out of the whole thing me being trying to get top four to chase the work pieces so how many points did you have in that second round before you got hurt um i don't i can't re- exactly remember how many how many points ex- exactly it was but was i know it, after it? with after the second round even with the broken ankle i'll still sit in second place Gotcha. I I broke my ankle in the in the final, so I still scored all of my points throughout the night. Which okay, was, so you you got most of that mm-hmm. night of racing in before you got hurt. Yeah, right. no, that it was the last race. I think it was the last two laps or so. But gotcha. oh, but only four weeks with a broken ankle. Yeah, I was back, I was <laughs> and back then on the bike four weeks later. <laughs> Did they operate on the ankle too or no? No, actually, I got I got really lucky. It, both the bones that separated, but how, it, how the bike came down and it, and it crushed it, but it crushed it fully flat. And if it would have crushed it at like a certain angle or my foot was kind of angled with it, the bike coming down on it, it could have like done a lot more damage. So oh, I was really fortunate. I bones, they separated, but didn't shift. So I didn't, I didn't have to have surgery. They were, oh. they were giving me the option to have surgery, but saying that it would be a fast recovery time, but I'm like, nah, I'm, I'm holding off. I'm not going to, put nothing in my ankle if i don't absolutely have to so four weeks is pretty quick huh yeah (laughs) yeah i was actually on crutches everyone everyone didn't really like that but i was on a i couldn't even really walk yet and i just want to get back on the bike because i knew the fourth round was coming up i think it was about three or it was three weeks after that after my first ride when i got back out there and my dad was pushing the bike over and i was crutching over on crutches hopping on the bike going out (laughs) and doing some laps so (laughs) <laughs> after after the fact i i didn't think it was that good of an idea but i just wanted to know how i was feeling at the time and just kind of see where my whereabouts were of when i can actually be fully ready to go again so that's what my kind of reasoning for it for it was was just to kind of see where i was at in the process third round that's the round that brock won is that right yeah, he won the third round. Then the fourth round. No, he he won the second round that I uh, that I crashed. Oh, he won that he won the round. second round, and then went out and won the third round too. Yeah, so yeah, he had two wins there. Mm-hmm. And then the fourth round didn't go as planned for him, right? Yeah, I think he actually had the first round. He had like a rough night. Yeah, he was sitting that. pretty far back in the series, and then went out and won the next two. So it brought him right back up. That's pretty. That's pretty awesome. That's cool. So then, so then he finished up in fifth position four or five points out of the top four mm-hmm. and to get a work permit in, in the UK these days, you have to be in the top four in the U S championship series. And he missed that by those few points because of the injury. So it kind of put a downer on the, the, the chances of getting a team place in, in, uh, in England, which is where everybody kind of has to go when they take the next step in their career, they have to go to England. Really. We, we recommend it always because yeah. it's, it's the place to get the most riding, the most experience. You, you do probably at least 40 races a year in the UK alone, extra oh. races that they put on. Uh, it usually goes like that. You can get a lot of racing there, which is good. So you're, you're going from the tapes many, many times. 
learning, learning how to make starts, how to race into the corner. And that was the idea to get him there. And, and, uh, was very, very close that they, they made some special letters to try to get some dispensation for showing his abilities. And he was winning the round and his injury and he still finished high up. Uh, and a contract was on the table with Edinburgh Monarchs. Yeah. Which was looking really, really good. It looked like it was, it was a done deal as long as the work permit could be passed, but in the end it didn't, uh, they didn't accept it. So he had to, he had to step away from it. And, um, oh. under the circumstances that opportunity has recently come available to Max Rummel, who we spoke to, uh, prior to this, this episode. And Max was offered the same deal that, uh, that Luke had, and he's he's taken it because Max was second in the championship, so he was able to get the work permit. So he's got that that position in the team. So there's an American going, another American going to Europe anyway. And that's cool. It's really cool. So that's two, and he'll be paired up with Ricky Wells in that in that team there. And who's to say what will happen with Luke in the future? But you know, ultimately he wants to be there too. Brock Nickel was supposed to was allegedly had a deal on the table um, before he got injured. Uh, recently too so his deal has been put on the sidelines as i understand it so it's a shame there could have been two or three guys going over this year and as it is right now it's just one but uh that could change in the future so we'll see what happens and it's good for good for max so max has been in touch with luke and they've been very open with each other and on how it worked and and shared some thoughts which is awesome that there's that camaraderie uh, uh, even though that there's there's also the I want to be their first feeling, you know, <laughs> I want that place, not you. So they've, uh, it's been cool. And then John Campbell, those guys from, from Edinburgh are awesome. They were super helpful and sounds like the, they've made a good deal for them. So things are, the tables are turning. Tables yeah. are turning. Pretty quick. Yeah. It's a shame. Yeah. It's a really big week. Things have, things have really started to go. So, um, the way it is now, you know, it's uh, Luke is, going to push for his national championship win this year and try to steal it away from the great Billy Janeiro is uh, Billy's just been dominating us speedway for so many years now. And it's going to be interesting because if Luke, I mean, Max is going to go away. If Luke ends up getting a, a job somewhere else, if Billy Janeiro's competition is, is dwindling, no disrespect to the other guys, but I hope that's going to step up the game for these other guys to know that, man, we can't just roll this, throw this thing out on the red carpet for, for Billy. We need to give him a run for his money, but he's unbelievable. The guy's still just, he's not the youngster in the game, but man, his experience and his skills are crazy. He just, it's easy for him because he's just, he's a natural. He's so, so good. But, um, yeah, he makes, he makes it look easy. That's for sure. He makes it look really <laughs> he, man, he manhandles that thing. Oh, when I want, he makes it look easy for me too. I watch him and it's like, man, I want some of that. <laughs> you know, I want some of that. But as it's as it's turned out now, uh, we've everybody knows too that my um, my situation has has changed a little bit in, in Europe and in, in Poland too. I've I've hopped out of the the extra league, the top league in Poland, and stepped down to the second division uh, with Jez, with Jezhov. I hate to say step down, but I've taken a, a step to another league to uh, left because I had a yeah, I took a step to the left. <laughs> it's always left. Yeah, it's always speedway. You know, we always go left. <laughs> so turn right to go left. <laughs> Pretty much, right? Yeah, figure that out, <laughs> drifter. <laughs> so the uh, had a really good offer on the table with with this club Zhezhov, who I rode for many years ago, 
and they want to get they're in the second division they want to get back to the top league and they made an approach to me of come and help us to come back to the top and everything they said sounds fantastic almost too good to be true because you're like they really want to do it different they want to do it like everybody's doing it today they want to do it different they want to rebuild the squad they want to rebuild the concept and build a team that will stick with them on the way up and bring a lot of youngsters and things like that so i've had the chance to get involved there which wasn't it wasn't hard for me to make that decision it just sounded this is great this is great it's not going to be that hardcore bam 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 you know the things are the demand is so high these days and things are changing so much and i'm not scared of the demand but i i the you know some of the other things that come with the demand so i want to i want to change my my avenue a little bit and uh that's what i've done so as it's turned out we've got a pretty good team on paper that they've built and Mm -hmm. had the idea now also to to try to find a way to get this guy involved wow the bring in uh last year i came the start of the season brock nickel joined me in europe and we did uh did i think he was there for six or eight weeks or something and did a lot of practicing and training with our with our teams and stayed and spent a lot of time with Maciek Janowski and did some training with him and and those guys pretty much put so many opportunities on the table for him uh to take advantage of and uh, the idea was to hopefully he could get involved in a team in the UK which didn't work out in the end and uh to be involved in a top league in Poland is so difficult to get in so it didn't work out for Brock last year uh, but he gained a, a wealth of experience and came home and ended up winning two national rounds, which is great. And uh, now we'll see where that takes him when he recovers from his, his shoulder injury at the moment. And had the thought to do the same with Luke, to bring Luke over. And I've asked him if he'd be interested in joining me to come and, and practice with us, with the team. And uh, perhaps it'll get enough experience and time on the tracks that uh, it, it should help hopefully a little bit with his his U.S. National Championship goals, what he's going to do, and also pick up a little more experience on the on the tracks in Poland, the beginning of the year with test matches and and all sorts of stuff. I, we hope that it's going to work. We anticipate that it will. Uh, Zhezhov has stepped up and said we would welcome the fact to have Luke with us and uh, training with us. And ideally, I'd love to see this guy get a potentially get a a team place somewhere in Poland when the window opens in in May. We don't know if that'll work, but this guy has already proved that he's got the ability to do it. And I think it's just a matter of somebody giving him the shot. He won't, he won't let him down. And uh, I say that for him because I, I know I've seen how he is and I know what he's like. So I'm stoked again that I get to have somebody who's looking for, for advice and help and asking. And uh, that kind of stuff is hard for me to say no, because I, I'm full of that, you know, I, I got a, a lot of stuff I like to share if I can, especially when it's an American. Oh, so. Sounds awesome. How do you feel about that, Luke? Oh, man, I, I can't put in words how excited I am. And it's just giving the opportunity, just huge, huge thank you to Greg and exactly giving me this opportunity. And I just know this is going to go go a long way. And me getting not getting the the place in the UK this year and, and all that, I was pretty not, well, I was pretty bummed, bummed about it at first to say, but then once this opportunity came, that this opportunity might have not been there if that would have happened. So everything happens for a reason and see how it all plays out. And I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be, it's going to be one, uh, one awesome journey. 
and Poland. I mean, that's quite a far away. Oh yeah, no, I I got to got to right to go over there this last year for Lesno for the World Cup, and man, that I came. That's some cool stuff right there. I'm, I was walking down towns and. I even saw like a life-size billboard, like their home hometown rider, and it's just how big it over the, how big it is over there. It's just it's just crazy, and it's definitely where where I want to be. And it's a uh, everything's live stream on TV. I was walking into places, and Speedway's being played right there, and man, wow. it's just the coolest feeling. That's so cool. might. Oh, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. No, I was oh, just man. gonna say that. It, that he might, I mean, something like this is normally you always have to go to England first to, to nobody ever really gives you the chance or to gamble with a young American. They don't want to do that. And so they always go to England first that the, the British are, are very cool because they give you the opportunities and they, they often find these, these little gold gems, you know, and um, no one really ever does that in Europe too much. So I'm hoping that this will be something that might slightly persuade these people to, to look outside of of the, the small continents here or you know in those parts of the world and and give somebody like this a shot it's tough a polish team a swedish team a danish team a german team not all of them will always gamble and give a guy a shot but um i can't see why this guy couldn't make it happen in both sweden and poland at a very very early uh time in his career sounds great are you are you being there for a long time you gonna go for a long time, like? I think I think we're planning on what about a about a month or so to be staying with Greg, training with him, and uh, just getting getting seat time, and hopefully hopefully having people watch and turn some heads. That's that's the goal, and hopefully get a, get a spot by the end of mid May. So it'd be cool if it works out. It'd be great, you know. You can we, we're kind of like painting this picture. And maybe the stars won't line up, but we're trying to pull them together, you know, and make it work. But to be there for a month and, and train with the team and, and probably do a lot of test races, test matches with the junk, the juniors in the team and with the other riders to put him up against the current team and see how well he does. And wow. uh, I'm, sh I'm pretty sure that's going to be successful. But then he has his first national championship is April 28th or 23rd pretty so his first round of the u.s national starts pretty early in the year so he'll get over there and just like brock did last year too, get over there and get those early months or or uh, weeks of training and whatever he'll be on the track racing at you know at top level world championship level and then come home and do the u.s national and see if it helps him or makes him <laughs> makes it harder for him <laughs> could be like that too coming from the big tracks to the small tracks but sounds you know. cool can i can we can we follow you somewhere and see how it how it develops I mean, I have a, I have an Instagram. I'm, I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. Uh, I'm on Twitter too. I don't really post too much on Twitter, but yeah, probably, probably the biggest thing is probably Facebook. That's where mostly everything's posted about me and my racing career. So yeah, that's, uh, that's the best bet to follow me at. Cool. So we will tag you in the, in the post. Yeah. Yeah. And is it Luke, is it Luke Becker or Luke Becker 22 on, uh, on Facebook, on Facebook? Yeah. It's just, just Luke Becker, Luke Becker. And, um, what about Instagram? Uh, Instagram it's, it's Luke, it's Luke 22, but in between each letter, there's a underscore. So 
Gotcha. All right. That's that's Dude. the key to find me on Instagram. L underscore U underscore K underscore E underscore twenty twenty two underscore underscore. Oh, that's <laughs> hard to write. <laughs> yeah, it's harder to say it. <laughs> <laughs> but just just make everybody aware that Luke will not be underscoring. <laughs> no. <laughs> that's his motivation. The underscore. No way. It's not going to happen. No. Nah. So that that's cool. That that's a good thing. And the most even more current thing that has r- literally just happened in the in the very recent days, as Luke has been offered a, a place in the under twenty one world championship. I oh. think Brock Nickel was the first up for dibs for that one, and has recently said no to it. So and we we have to because of his injury, and he's not sure he'll be back in shape in time. So that opportunity came available and which Luke had turned down originally because he, it's just, it's a cost, a very costly adventure for these guys to try to make it happen. And Brock had a lot of help from Hagen shocks over the last couple of years. So they've been backing him and really helping out. But uh, with his injury at the moment, he's, he doesn't feel he's going to be fit and ready for it. So he's handed it over and Luke has had the second shot at it, which he's grabbed pretty quick. And um, in the process, we have also offered, with our new Hancock High Grand Prix team that uh, that myself and Rafael, my mechanic, started this uh, started putting together, we've extended our support to the under twenty one program as well as the youth. So we're already helping um, Artosh Smekawa uh, from Poland, and now Rafael has also agreed with me to invite Luke to be a part of our team. Obviously, if he so wishes, where we'll support him with equipment and our services and mechanics and stuff to to try to help him to make a name for himself in the World Under Twenty One Championship. So um, it's looking things are looking are looking good. It's a lot of you know through through the negative of not getting a spot in England, there are still positives uh, that are coming out of it, and just looking for those positives. So uh, it's pretty cool. That sounds good. So we'll be more than ready for next year. Oh yeah, definitely. I'm gonna get <laughs> get lots of get lots of tips and pointers from the four time world champion right here. So <laughs> can't can't complain about that, huh? Uh-huh. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm if super, remember, super I'm blessed, super blessed for this opportunity and it's just gonna it's gonna be one one crazy ride and I'm can't wait for it. So yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome. I'm really looking forward to it. Well, I've, I've told him, like we always say, Stefan, we try to surround ourselves with good people, right? And exactly. I surrounded myself with this guy, Mr. <laughs> Janelle, because he's a great guy too. So without these kind of people, you know, it's, uh, you know, some people do it their way. And I found that it works good to not to burn bridges and, and uh, make good contacts. So mm-hmm. Definitely. That's all I can say to you, just to encourage you to think about that. You got to be yourself, right? Mm-hmm. You still got to do it your way, huh? Exactly. But then you can get some good points on the way. That's tips. right. Oh yeah, now he's he's first first year going over and all that. As from what I've heard, it's definitely the hardest and what kind of paves the way for the future and how someone like this basically basically mentoring me and guiding me along all the way. And any questions I have, I can ask him. I'm sure he can say I've been asking lots of questions. I hit him up for any little any little thing I think of, but that's just how I am. And uh, and I just like to whenever I'm doing good, I no, you can always be better and there's always there are always things that could change for the good and having him for tips and advice is just awesome and 
it's gonna it's gonna go a long way. Gee, my head is growing. <laughs> you can show all the good restaurants or where not to go, or, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Someone, someone that's been there, done that with basically everything. I can't really tell you all the good places to go. I can tell you all the places where you shouldn't go. <laughs> I wouldn't go there if I were you. No. Careful guy. <laughs> that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That can be helpful. But yeah. that might make him more curious. Why can't I go there? I need to know why. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you shouldn't. You shouldn't. Yeah, Stefan will go with you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let's and go don't find do that why. because we're going to the bad places all the way. Yeah, yeah. Let's go find out why Greg doesn't want you to go there. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna stay away from that. <laughs> Actually, Stefan's a bad guy. He's a guy that he tells me where not to go. Actually, when I I went to oh now we're going sideways. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's what we do. We get sideways. Yeah. <laughs> I went to Spain to to study, and I was living. Uh, with a guy called Jose, and the first day we came there, he he couldn't he couldn't speak English so good. So he was sitting with a big map, and he was writing like uh, uh, shots. You know the the shots you got instead of shot. Oh, like injections. Yeah, yeah, injections, shots. Yeah, like a spruta. I don't know. Uh, yeah, 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 shots. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he he write that on the uh, on the map, and then he he write tits. <laughs> <laughs> and he write crosses and he was like don't go to these places otherwise it's fine but don't go to these places in spain because you know barcelona is it's cool but these places you can't you're not allowed you, you can't go home then did he show you where to get the shots or like was that shots where the drugs are or shots where you might need you might need to get a shot to fix something you got when you were in the uh the place with the tits <laughs> it was the drugs i think yeah i'll get you <laughs> So it was like, don't go here, but you can go anywhere you want, but not here. <laughs> That's the difference where people look at it that way when they see the shots. They can either see it as a place to get fixed or a place to get jacked up. <laughs> exactly. It was like, if you're going to go there, I'm going to follow with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll, do, I'll do a map like that for, for him, and maybe you can do one too. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, <laughs> I help you with that. <laughs> uh, that's cool. Uh, yeah. Well, I think we've come to the... The point in the episode, unless yeah. you've got some other interesting questions, Stefan. Not right yeah. now. Maybe I will come sure. up with them later. That's right. I was gonna. I was gonna say, are you ready for weather and and food and all that stuff in Europe to Luke? But he's kind of already done it. He's he already he's he's got his feet wet. Yeah, going over going over. I'd say two years ago for the first World Cup. That was. I mean, before going over, I definitely knew that's like I wanted to get over and get over racing and make a career out of it. But that first year, man, that was just a, that was a turning point that made me just my whole motivation and everything. Like I had, I was definitely motivated before, but that changed a lot and made me definitely want to do anything I possibly can to get over there and make it all happen. So that was a, that was a turning point. And then even just this last year going over it, it was a, it was kind of different, different vibe and feeling about everything. It was more of a, not same. Like it was just a whole different like team. Like we did everything as a team. We're prepping bikes as a team. Everything we did and it was just being a whole actual team part of it is just a really good feeling and not just in in it for yourself. You have you're watching your buddies go out there and ride good, and you're just so you're pumped, just as pumped as you were if you were if you're out there riding good. And 
it's just a, it's an awesome feeling. And to do with this last year was the young guns going up, coming up and me, Brock, Dylan. And it was, it was pretty cool to go over and experience all the people that you've been growing up racing with and, and learning from each other. So it all around, it was just an awesome experience. And it was the uh, heat 20 I'd, I'd probably say was a, that was a, that turned a lot of heads and, I was actually pinching myself afterwards, making sure it was actually real. <laughs> uh, I got, I went, I remember when I got, I got past Troy Bachelor, and I was just waiting. I was riding wide. I'm like, dude, I was waiting for him to pass me. And like, is he going to, he where is he at? I didn't want to look back. I'm like, no, I'm not looking back. I'm looking forward. And I'm like, coming across that finish line, man, I was just, I can't put in words the feeling. It was just awesome. Awesome. Just not just for myself, but for the whole team. And, one of the highest levels and highest stages is is a crazy, crazy feeling. Cool. Every time I talk about it, man, my hairs are sticking up right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Was, there's plenty more of that to come. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> oh, he's getting one. That's all I get. That's not um, all. Yeah, it's all standing up, Stefan. Yeah, he does. <laughs> That's cool. Have you been to Sweden before? Yeah, actually, I I got to go over there for the. For in Bastrobic for the first round, well, actually the second round of the World Cup, but the one that first round we were in, and yeah, Sweden, that was a that was a cool place. I like that. I, I'd probably say, out of everywhere I've gone, I've gone to England, Poland, and Sweden, and say Sweden's probably like more of what not they can call it home, but probably the closest to it. So, no, it's 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 really cool. But I I like it, especially in the so. winter. Yeah, <laughs> I wasn't there for the winter, so I don't know. But <laughs> no, that's I, I'm the same. I really like Sweden. You know, obviously, I, I have a little bit more of a reason to like it too. But it's uh, it's a rad country, and you do get a lot of similarities to to the home lifestyle and mm-hmm. the opportunities, and a lot of American cars and and uh, and Stefan. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's more he's more American than me. <laughs> he makes me want to be swedish oh yeah yeah <laughs> thanks <laughs> don't know what to say now yeah yeah i was just trying to i was trying to pump you up like you pump yeah, me yeah. up you know? it's like yeah that's oh. what we did we bump you up i love these video links you can see everything well yeah. uh, we see enough anyway good i don't want to see you doing your snow angels <laughs> i have to do no do one now you should do that. Can you put it on social media? I could. Come on, go for it. You, you should do that and just it's trash it. slamming. Tra- <laughs> start with a trash slamming and then just bust out a snow angel. Yeah. When you land it, send it. <laughs> <laughs> or not? Oh no, for sure. <laughs> Are you up All for right, the, so, yeah. yeah so. Are you up for the forty-five seconds? I'm ready. I'm ready for it. I'm not. I haven't done the the watch. Are you doing the questions or am I? You can do it because it's easy to hear for him because the the link is quite. Gotcha. Uh, Forty-five seconds. I'm ready. You say when you say now, I'll fire. Now. Who's your favorite band or solo artist? Solo artist. Oh, that's a. You can say pass if you don't want. Yeah, that. 
I have a lot. So that's kind of a hard one. Okay. <laughs> Who do you see yourself or, or what do you see yourself doing in five years? Five years from now, I'm hoping, I'm hoping to be signed for a Polish team, a Swedish team and an English team and traveling to three different countries a week. That's what I'm, that's the goal. Okay. What do you do when you feel bored? Um, watch Heat 20. <laughs> do, you have a, do you have a favorite movie? Um, no, I not off the top of my head right now. What music makes you mostly happy? No. Oh. Um, probably rock. Rock. Honest. Cool. We got it. Yeah. That's good. We didn't get there. We didn't get very far down. I had a lot of other ones there too, but uh, we'll save them. I was going to ask him, what do you think about bullying? <laughs> <laughs> I should have went to those. I should have went to those first. Yeah, I should have done that. Yeah. What makes you really angry and why? <laughs> That's a good question. It is. Yeah. Should we do 45 we... seconds more? Yeah, we can do a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> 45 plus. <laughs> Nah. Anyway, hey, what can we say, Luke? We thank you very much for your for taking the time to to join us here. We're as always, we're we're super uh, honored to have people that want to be a part of the episodes. And uh, I'm a big supporter of of Speedway, American Speedway. Of course, you now too. So um, I thank you for for listening and joining us for another rad podcast. Yeah, I'm I'm honored honored to be a part of it. Thanks for having me and thanks thanks for having me, Stefan. And this is awesome. And thanks for making me be a part of it. Appreciate thank it. Thank you. Thank you. And good luck in the future. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, hopefully, well, hopefully we can meet in person. <laughs> yeah, that would be nice. Yeah, you will. You'll you'll yeah, be, we uh, we'll, we'll do a follow-up on yeah. the uh on the situation as you go. We'll do a we'll do a follow-up at some point and check check it out. So yeah. cool. Hopefully we're still, uh, you know, we're still as big as we are now. <laughs> bigger, real. Yeah, we're bigger. <laughs> Whatever. Oh, it's gonna grow. It's gotta. It's gotta grow. So. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening, everybody, to the Real Forty Five podcast. Uh, we'd like to welcome you all to listen in on Podbean, iTunes, and Acast. Be sure to follow us, share us, rate us, like us, everything you can. Share us for sure on Facebook, Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. At Real Forty Five Podcast, and uh, yeah, and f- man, follow Luke Becker, <laughs> Luke Twenty Two, Luke Twenty Two. With there's a few underscores in there, but you'll find it. Just a few. <laughs> yeah, he's the man. But they'll be she'll be changing those to overscores pretty soon. Yeah. <laughs> True. Cool. The win and Stefan. Yeah. Always great to see you. Always great to talk to you. Same to you, man. More snow angels. More snow angels. I'm looking forward to seeing those. So make sure you post them. <laughs> I will. <laughs> yeah. Keep it new, bro. Keep it uh, new. Ciao. Ciao. Welcome to Real 45 with Stefan and Greg Hancock. We vibe out and have real talk. So tune in and check this out. Yeah. Today is a new day. Let's seize it now and get hype. We talking about our careers, our family, and just life. Yeah. Share my story with you. Inspiration like every day. Real 45, we gon' keep it live. I keep episodes on replay. Hey, Real 45. Yeah, Real 45. Show them how we do it, man. Yeah.